Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee. Sounds perfect. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Yeah, absolutely no one. I know this. Get this. Nair, yes, Nair, the OG, has leveled up. They've got these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell absolutely amazing. I know this is not the smell that you're thinking of from the 90s when your mom first pulled this out for you. These smells will light up your bathroom, honestly. They'll make your shower experience better. It smells like a spa, actually. Oh, yeah. And how do you know this? Well, I just, I mean, Nair's in the household. So anytime Nair's used, it smells like a spa. You probably don't even know what it does. It takes hair away. <laughs> it works in as little as three minutes. You don't have to bother with nicks, cuts, shaves, and the smooth lasts so much longer than shaving. You're also not going to have to deal with any of those shave bumps or anything like that because the bumps are just as annoying as the nicks, right? Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all the nasty chemicals like phthalates and sulfates. So you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin and you could have a little bit of a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. And as Ben, Ben smelled for himself and he likes it. It's Ben approved. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. 
It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. It's great to be with you here recapping episode four of Katie's season. We have a very special guest. Trista Sutter is on recapping with us today to continue the Bachelorette recap series. But first, I want to ask Ben, how's your week been? Oh. How you doing, my friend? Uh, holding in there. Uh, yeah, Trista's going to be on. I uh, Actually, at a, a later date here, uh, I want to be on Trista's podcast. I did an interview with her earlier about... Uh, just kind of the emotions and the the mental state of uh you know of my life and of Trista's life and so many other lives uh so go listen to that but Ashley I have a weird thing I want to talk to you about mm-hmm. now I'm gonna get like my weird motivational like speaker hat on which I'm not good at but I was watching something today. you're actually very good at it so well this one might not make humble. sense so if if it doesn't make sense will you just laugh at me uh because mm-hmm. I'm sitting at, uh, I'm, I'm back in Indiana. I came to Indiana this weekend uh, with Jessica. She's now uh, back in Denver to work for a few days before she comes back uh, for the 4th of July. Uh, but I came here for my cousin Charles's wedding. Uh, he got married to the love of his life. They've been dating for years. It was a beautiful ceremony in Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, just an incredible wedding where I realized I cried multiple times uh mostly because the father-daughter dance which i credit your father-daughter dance also um thanks they get me i don't know what it is but those things really get me um (laughs) wait till november but i'm sitting on the lake today doing this podcast and there is a my parents uh really don't like it when geese get in their yard it's something that they like despise because the geese poop everywhere they eat you know, the grass up. And so they put these like streamers. It's like a very thin piece of rope around the uh, seawall. It's like so thin. You can like it. You can barely see it. It's like, but it's like colorful. And they put it around the whole seawall uh, and they decorate it like red, red, white, and blue, I think. Oh, just, cute. Yeah. Um, but the geese, I'm watching the geese like try to come up and they, they like come up to the edge and all they'd have to do is step over it and they would have this whole yard in front of them. And they'd have like access to everything that my parents are keeping them out of. But yet they get up to it and they just get scared. Like they don't step over it. They, they could, they're, they're, they're tall enough. Uh, it's just <laughs> one string and they just decide to stay on the other side. And as I was talking to Trista today, and maybe somebody out there can hear this, I'm wondering in my own life and out of all of our lives, like what is that thing that in, that's standing in front of us that like, we just won't step through because like, we feel like it's, daunting or we feel like it's impossible or we feel like it's scary and if we did it like maybe just maybe there's this whole new thing on the other side um and maybe it's just like a little streamer that might not be fun to step over like it might take a little bit more work uh it might be a little more difficult but when we do it we're gonna realize it was it was worth it um so anyways that's on my mind right now as i enter into okay the well podcast. i don't i don't think that's silly at all i think that's actually like a really great thing to think about 
Yeah. I can't think about what that thing would be for me, but I'm sure there's something and I'm sure almost everybody has something. It's just interesting. Yeah. So anyways, that's my, uh, uh, the other day on a podcast, I was asked like, what's my philosophy on life? So right now it's step over the streamer. And with that, we're here at the almost famous podcast. Super pumped to talk to you all. And yes, Trista Setter is coming on the original bachelorette, the possibly the greatest of all time. It'd be hard to argue that she's not considering she started this whole thing out. Also, one of the catalysts and leaders to the the thing that we found out about that I think is still supposed to be a secret, but we're not going to allow it to be on the Almost Famous podcast, the text thread with all of the past bachelorettes on one thread. She's coming on the breakdown this week's episode. But before we do, let's take a quick break. We come back with the Almost Famous podcast. <laughs> What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their four hundred one k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel. Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? <laughs> yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay, I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. So one guy is spending... a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. (laughs) 
<laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? Um, say less. This is really, really interesting. So to check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Just search Smart Money Happy Hour and hit that subscribe button, which I just did. Your wallet and your next road trip will thank you. You wake up with a scratchy throat, congestion, runny nose, and cough. You know your body. You know you're getting sick. Your choices are tough it out, get sick, take some time out from work, Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types, plus a doctor's easy guide. So you'll know exactly what to take and when no waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy it's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Hey, Ashley, there is one story I forgot to tell you about by uh, my wedding weekend. You want to hear it? Yeah. It just makes me smile. Just a sweet story before we bring on Trista Sutter. About your wedding weekend or well, about this about weekend. The, the oh, last... this, oh, this weekend that you went to a wedding. As, as I said, beautiful uh, wedding. Awesome. Well, my grandmother, who's 81 years old, um, who. Honestly, it, that's pretty young for a grandmother these days. I, I, she is. She looks good. Her age. Looks good. Yeah. Just a beautiful human. And uh, she is now my only um, surviving grandparent, which is super yeah. weird to say, because for years of my life, I kind of had like the lucky one where I was like, I had all four. Um, um, my grandmother just turned my one surviving grandmother who has been for a while now, uh, just turned 98 this week. Holy moly. Yeah. That's a, so that's why 81 sounds young. Yeah. Well, um, it, she, uh, she got to j- dance with all of her grand, uh, sons. So all, there's the three of us that were there. Uh, and she danced with my the one that was getting married to a sweet song that was her. He played it because it was my grandmother and my grandfather's song when they were married. My grandfather had written her a letter oh. back in the day. Uh, Moon River, which has been covered by uh, 
Frank Ocean recently, um, but it used to be mm-hmm. sang by Andy Williams way back in the day. Yeah. And she, uh, so he knew that and he played it because my grandfather had written her letter and said, Hey, uh, if you haven't heard Moon River yet, I want you to listen to it because it's a song about us. And so she bought the record. And now, uh, since he's passed away uh, due to Parkinson's, um, my cousin got to dance with her to it at his wedding, which is just so special. And then so my, sweet. my other cousin grabbed her for a slow dance. Well, at that point, I wasn't really paying attention. She comes up to me. She goes, I've danced with all my grandsons except you. And I was like, Grandma, we need to dance together then. I said, let's dance the next song. So we get out on the dance floor. And she puts her arms around my neck, like, you know, like you, oh, just a, the, the sweetest thing. And we're dancing. We're getting ready for the song to play. Guess what song oh comes on? <laughs> like something totally inappropriate. Wobble. <laughs> wobble like a wobble. You know that like wobble <gasps> song? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And she lets loose. Her arms start flailing. Her knees start going back and forth. And all of a sudden she hugs me. And she goes, I can't dance this fast for too long. So that was our dance at the wedding. Aww. But if there's a video of that out there, and I know my That's aunt so whose son got married listens to this podcast, so she has a video of us dancing the wobble that she finds, please send it along because that is a memory worth keeping forever. Well, anyways, hey, uh, story time with Ben is over. We have a bachelor breakdown of this week's episode to do with the one and only Trista Sutter. Let's bring her on. Hey, Trista. Hi. <laughs> Hello. Where are you uh, recording at now? In my bedroom. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, Vail, I mean, well, near Vail, Colorado. I mean, it's the writing's <laughs> on my hat. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, I I don't want to like just like cut through the pleasantries, but this is like pretty big news in your life. You guys recently found out that Ryan, your husband of oh my gosh, almost twenty years, huh? Mm, we're we're getting close. We're getting close. Almost. Yeah. Um. You guys found out that he had Lyme disease after like not knowing what he had for over a year that was causing him bad health. Yeah. So how, how are you guys dealing with this? How do you feel? Like, is it relieving or are you guys upset because, you know, Lyme disease is something that he'll probably always will always be part of his life now? You know, <laughs> it's kind of um, piggybacks on my conversation that I just had with Ben for my podcast, but, um, I, I try to look at the positive and there, there is definitely, it's definitely a good thing to have answers. So I'm very thankful that we have answers because not knowing is so, so, so difficult. And through the process and kind of sharing that he was going through something. So many people have reached out to us and are in the exact same situation. They have no idea what's going on with them, a loved one, you know, a friend, whatever. And it is, it it honestly is a pandemic in this country. In my mind, it's a huge pandemic that so many people don't know what's going on. And then to get a diagnosis, like Lyme and mold and EBV and, and possibly COVID long hauler, that diagnosis, those answers actually come with so many more questions that even though we found out part of it and and yes, I am thankful and grateful for that. It's, it's actually difficult. I mean, he's not feeling great today. Um, and he has his up days and down days, but Lyme is so like out there still. Western medicine doesn't 
fully buy into it, I feel like. And there we've talked to some people who have experienced it for years and years and years. And there are so many different treatments for it. And not everyone has the same success with one certain treatment. So the treatments are different. It's very um, uh, unique to every person, how you find relief from this. Um, And yes, it will be a lifetime diagnosis that he'll have to um, deal with. But it is, it is difficult in that there's not like one medication that he can take. There's not surgery that he can do. Um, so that's hard. I thank you for asking. Um, it's, it's been, it's been hard, um, to see him struggle because he is such a strong human in general. Um, but he doesn't share that with everyone. And, uh, so it's, it's just hard to see the person that you love most in the world feeling like crap. He, uh, you know? we were, Tristan and I were able to talk and Ashley, we've talked about on the podcast before cause we thought it was important, but you know, my best friend in Denver, uh, was diagnosed with Lyme seven months ago. Uh, my aunt was diagnosed with Lyme two years ago. I have a friend from my church that is now bedridden because of Lyme. My aunt is still struggling with it. In fact, she could really not have a, even a full glass of wine at her son's wedding because it causes oh. a flare up. And then, yeah. Which is, you know, a side, a small thing, but a huge thing when you think about that controlling your life. And then my, my best friend, he's thirty six years old. He's a incredibly healthy guy. He's lost thirty pounds. He can no longer get a clear sentence spoken. It sounds like he, uh, he can't process his words. And his fiance uh, has openly reached out, and I don't think she'd mind me sharing this, but she said, "I'm really struggling because I, we don't know when this ends. We don't know where this goes." Uh, and he's withering away. And, and so I think it's a great thing to talk about because especially with Ryan, I mean, I remember when I first met Ryan, Trista, I came to you guys' house in Vail. You invited a, a group of us over and we came up and we were hanging out and Ryan was getting ready for the time to run like a bajillion miles up a mountain. I forget what it was. <laughs> it was like the stupidest amount. It was of, lead man. Yeah. I think. It was a hundred yeah. mile run up a mountain, down a mountain and around a mountain and then back up. It, it was the most ridiculous <laughs> okay. thing. And then, um, you know, he's a professional, former professional football player. He's a fireman. And I mean, this is debilitating at times. Like it, it, yeah. it can crush the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, um, we've talked about, you know, your friend and I do, I feel grateful that he is among kind of one of the lucky ones with Lyme disease in that he hasn't lost the ability to speak. He hasn't lost the ability to walk. He hasn't lost the ability to use his arms. I mean, we have a good friend, um, one of my close friends here who got bit by a, by a tick or, or it actually can be transmitted by a spider as well. Um, and she got bit, she saw the target rash and immediately, um, like, they were on it called the doctor got her on antibiotics. But when she first felt or saw the rash, um, she remembers holding her daughter who I think was like a year old at the time. And, and all of a sudden she was like, you have to take the baby like to her husband. And he took her daughter and uh, like immediately her arms stopped working. Like she Mm. couldn't use her arms. So 
I feel lucky in the fact that he it's it's in certain parts of his body we know that probably in his ankle like he's got a bad knee it's probably residing in those but I don't know I mean he has brain fog occasionally and the the fatigue is unbearable sometimes for him but I do truly do I do feel lucky that it's not as severe as some people that we're hearing and and also that we know people who have been to looking for a diagnosis for 14 yeah. 10 14 years you know like it took us a year which was a long time and it still is something that he's he's dealing with you know once we figured it out it wasn't like it automatically went away because like i said it's not like you just ought, you take one med um and it's gone uh so anyway yeah. It, I have a couple hard, questions. Um, okay. So they, of, of course, usually come from tick bites. Does he remember ever having the bite? So what our doctor, his doctor thinks happened was this happened a really long time ago or a long time ago. So as you guys know, we live in Colorado. He does. A, I mean, his religion, as, as he said, is the outdoors. Mm-hmm. He's always outdoors. He's always mountain biking. We camp a lot. Um, he goes um, backpacking with the kids a lot. And he does remember a couple instances in his life being bitten by a tick. So it's happened before, but like I said, the doctor has said, and I don't know that this is like common knowledge. I mean, I didn't know it, um, but you can get infected by a spider as well. And we live in, even though there are some doctors who don't think that the ticks in Colorado carry Lyme disease, um, we have deer roaming our neighborhood. I mean, they're, they're always in our backyard and they carry the ticks. So I don't know how you can say that, you know, oh, well, ticks aren't in Colorado. Like what does it cut off right at the state line? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. So yes, answer to answer your question. He has been bitten before, but never seen like there's a target rash or a bullseye rash that appears, um, with Lyme disease. So if you're one of the lucky ones and you actually see that bullseye rash, like our friend, like I just said, that's a good thing because then you can immediately go and get antibiotics. But for him, we don't know when that, that happened. Isn't it weird that like we go out in the summer and we put bug spray on to not get mosquito bites, but we don't think about like tick spray or anything like Mm -hmm. that. And that can really cause lifelong effects. I know. It's really interesting. And I really hope there have been quite a few uh, pretty prominent names like Justin Bieber, Alec Baldwin, who have recently come out and said that they have Lyme disease as well. And so the hope is, and we want to do anything we can to spread the word about it, that it it is a true illness. You know, it's not something that Western medicine can just brush under the rug. It is something that people struggle with daily in this country, in this world, And so we want to be able to spread the word, but yeah, you're right. Maybe hopefully soon. Um, I, I know that it's all about research. And so we're, our hope is that we can get involved, um, in that way to help raise funds for research so that more people can find, um, relief from their symptoms. Well, Trista, 
um, thank you for sharing all this. And I hope yeah. that when you do find the avenues to donate and that we can support that the whole Almost Famous listener group would love to get behind you. Um, but there's always something within this and that I'm learning a lot more as recently when a spouse or loved one is going through this, we focus on them. Um, but we're here to focus on you today. And the question is, how are you doing and how are you holding up? You are awesome for asking that question. Um, when we found out that he had Lyme, we were talking to a friend who has a wife with Lyme and he mentioned, you know, how it's always about her and she's been struggling with it for a long time. And, and we, so we work with a, an organization called First Descents. They do um, outdoor adventure therapy for young adults with cancer. And they actually started doing camps for um, the caretakers for the people who have cancer. And, and I always loved that. I loved that they, that they focus their energies as well on the people who, um, who struggle. I, I, it's been hard. Um, sorry. Um, and not because I want any attention on me because I want him to be better. I want him to wake up feeling great. I want him to be able to, um, spend time with our family and, and make memories. And when you don't feel good, it just takes away from life, you know? And, and so I'm, I'm not doing great. Um, and not just about him, you know, we talked a lot about it on my podcast, Ben. Um, I, I've, I've been struggling for sure. And I don't know if it was, if it's been COVID or, um, all that Ryan has been dealing with and dealing with insurance companies and doctors and, and then just life and trying to be happy for my kids. You know, they're 12 and 13 and they're relatively independent, but I want them to have a great summer and for them to have a great school year. So my focus has to be on them. Um, but it's been a, a really weird year, you know, I know for pretty much the whole planet, but, um, it's, it's, it's been hard. Um, sorry. <laughs> no, thank you for being so vulnerable with the, us. The podcast episode and, and now's a great time to talk about it. I don't know when it's going to come out, Trista, you know, better. Than it April. will, it will come out next week, actually Tuesday. So Tuesday. Uh, yeah, so uh, Tristan and I got to talk a lot about where we're at in life, and Ashley knows a lot about where I'm at in life. Uh, Ashley and I were able to speak uh, just over the phone, I don't know, two weeks ago, kind of about um, my transitions in life and things I'm experiencing and feeling, and then it was, uh, you know, Tristan had reached out uh, maybe a month ago and said, hey, uh, would you want to come on my podcast? And I said, yeah, let's do it. And then it finally just worked out where this week was the week that we were able to make it happen, and it was, in my opinion, as I sat here for the last hour since we recorded it, it was an incredible time because you and I were able to just speak to each other from a place of both just right now, like disorientation and confusion and a little, um, feeling a little sad. And, uh, and, and so it, I just recommend anybody listening to it that just wants to maybe feel like they're less alone 
um, during this season. So yeah, please go listen to uh, Trista's podcast uh, next Tuesday. It'll be out everywhere you listen to podcasts. And Trista, one little moment of light is that Ryan did graduate from the Fire Academy this this week. Yeah, he did. uh, Well, it's actually it happened. I want to say in April, it's been a while, but because of COVID, they weren't able to, you know, really celebrate it. So, so they waited, but it was still great to have a really, a formal ceremony. They got dressed up in their class A's as they're called. Um, and they had the chief of the department speaking and it was just really special. I mean, I love a celebration. I'm all about birthdays and anniversaries and, and I, I'm so happy that we finally got to celebrate him and his class. I mean, obviously he's been a firefighter for, yeah. he was a firefighter for 17 years with Vail and then took a year break and then went back to Vail and then got the chance to go um, work with the Denver fire department. And he just wanted more of a challenge. Um, and I'm really, really proud of him. So how does that work? You have to get like relicensed and go through the courses all over again. If you're going to a new city. It depends on where you're going. So for him, he just missed a lateral, a lateral transfer, which would have meant like he was a lieutenant with the Vail Fire Department. He just missed it by, I think, like a month. So he could have laterally transferred and been a lieutenant with the Denver Fire Department. But because of timing um, and his certifications, he had to start over. So he was basically in an academy with... 20, 30 year olds. Um, there were a couple older people, but one big reason that I'm really proud of him is he finished second in his class, which he's 46 years old. And it, it is really grueling. I talked Mm -hmm. to somebody who said that the Denver fire department is, um, like harder than the FBI or something like something crazy like that. Mm -hmm. And I believe it because of, you know, the things that he told me while he was going through it, but yeah, he, he had to start over again, but he was willing to do that just because he he wanted more challenge. He wants to continuously um, improve and better himself. And that happens through challenge. And so anyway, we're really proud of him. So, uh, and I might have missed this. Are you guys moving? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to say, That's you guys are going to live in the same town. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, well, now is kind of an exception. Um, he is battling an injury on his ankle that happened at the department. Um, but before he was battling this injury, so now he's on light duty, which means that he's working um, in Denver during the week, uh, which is hard too because I'm like a single parent again. Um, but if, if it was like a month ago, he would be working at one of the stations in Denver and he works out a trade situation with one of the guys there. So he ends up only working like seven days a month, which uh-huh. is great. I mean, they're 24 hour days, but right. yeah. Trista, we'd yeah. love to have you in Denver. Denver's calling your name. It's uh, a good place. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm not going to lie. We've been looking at houses. No so. Oh, I hear, I yeah. hear golden is a terrific place. 
<laughs> and and there's free babysitting available in Denver and Golden. It's, right. just, <laughs> it's just really weird no, uh, thing. And then they vice have. versa. So when the babies come for you, mm-hmm. then I'll have the babysitters for you. That's right. I was right. going to say, at 12 and 13, do you have babysitters anymore? It's like that weird time. Yeah. I mean, like, I think we started staying home alone around 12. Yeah. They've like been, for date nights from home. parents. Yeah. I think around 10 or 11, we yeah. started it. Um, just like short periods of time, yeah. but now they can stay home alone. Yeah. And they're good. Yeah. I mean, they're just like good kids. Like I've, you know, they are, they they are. are. they're good kids. Well, uh, Trista, before we dive into breaking down, um, this week's episode, um, what big projects do you have going on in your life that you want to talk about here? I would love for you to give one more shout out about your podcast, because I do think it is something special. Thank you. Um, well, obviously the podcast is called better, et cetera. And I wanted to do something, you know, good, um, put out some positive energy into the world and also into my life, because of course, while I'm doing the interviews, I get to learn lots and lots from my guests. So better, et cetera. It's been really fun. As I shared with Ben, uh, I'm, I don't know if this first season is going to continue into a second, I'm going to take the rest of the summer after next week, I'm going to int- actually interview Ryan for a little um, update on his health. Um, and that will be in two weeks on the podcast. So after that, I'm going to take a little break. That will be the end of the first season. And then um, I'm going to just have a little come to Jesus and see if if it's something that I really want to dedicate my time to, because I know you guys know it's a lot of work. Um, and I, I just need to really figure out if I want to continue it. I really have loved it. And I hope that people who listen have loved it, but, um, we'll see. Um, and that's really all, I mean, I'm on Instagram at Trista Sutter and I have, Oh, like you, Ashley, I don't know if you do them, Ben, but I've been doing the Amazon live streams, which I'm loving. They're so fun. I love yeah, they're fun. I mean, I am an Amazon freak because when you live <laughs> where I live, you don't have like a Target or a Macy's or a whatever to go to. You have Amazon. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally we buy everything on Amazon. So I've been doing, you know, the live streams. So I have a storefront on Amazon. Is there a uh, a theme that you like talking about the most? Do you know, I haven't done that many. The first one I did was for Father's Day, and that was awesome, of course. Um, I'm doing a beauty, like skincare. I get lots of questions, as I'm sh- I know you do too. Um, mm-hmm. Your, your highs and lows with you- skincare, Ashley. Um, oh, yeah. But, you're talking um, to me. I was like, yeah, so- I did. <laughs> <laughs> but um, beauty and skincare, and then like kids' gifts. Like, mm-hmm. I always want to know what to get different ages, and the tween age is where I'm at with Blakesley, especially, and Max. So, I'm really enjoying just kind of researching all of that stuff and giving people tips on, you know, what they can get for these different categories. I'm all about organization. So the organization part of it really is fun for me, like just on the storefront itself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. So tween gifts it. are hard, right? Cause it's so easy to shop for kids, but then they get to be that age and you're like, what are they into anymore? So they even I like playing with things. I know. And I give gift gift cards to everybody because mm-hmm. I don't know. And I yeah. don't want to get something that they already have. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
this has been really fun because I can kind of organize and research on Amazon what, you know, cause they always do the like people buy this with this, you know, the recommended right. purchases, you know, with, um, so that's been, it's, it's, that's a really fun little, um, project for me. Nice. Trista All Sutter, right. you're somebody special. We cannot wait to break down this week's episode with you. It is going to be <laughs> fantastic. We're going to dive into all the hard questions like, does Trista like Katie? Does she ever talk to Katie? Has she ever talked to Katie? And what does she think of this week's episode right after the break? What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their four hundred one k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it. Where did you hear that rumor, Ben? Oh, Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel. Talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all. With 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. So like how to budget for a hot date in Malta like Joey went on? (laughs) Yeah. Or how to baby step your way to being a millionaire before you're 35. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this episode on how much people spend on dating apps. One guy is spending... $499 $499 a month. He should really apply for the bachelorette. <laughs> or this one episode, which is what our Amazon purchase history says about us. Why don't you just go and tap that subscribe button, Ashley? 
um say less this is really really interesting so to check it out you can search smart money happy hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts just search smart money happy hour and hit that subscribe button which i just did your wallet and your next road trip will thank you you wake up with a scratchy throat congestion runny nose and cough you know your body you know you're getting sick your choices are tough it out get sick take some time out from work Hope the doctor can see you this month or wait two hours at urgent care. Then you can sit in a room full of sick people. Or you can open your medical emergency kit, match your symptoms to the doctor's recommendation prescription. It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. It has strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you'll know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor. No waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in here. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door and you get 15% off at twc.health/famous. You can use the promo code famous. That's promo code famous at twc.health/famous. As every parent knows, kids seem to be everywhere all at once. It's tough for even the most watchful mom and dads to protect their little ones from every single thing. Duracell understands that. That's why they're deeply committed to lithium coin battery safety. Lithium coin batteries power many important things around people's homes, including things that young children may have access to. So Duracell not only educates parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of lithium coin battery safety, but they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Even Duracell's packaging is child secure and designed to avoid accidental opening because they believe that their product should provide more than just power. They should also provide peace of mind. Learn more at Duracell.com slash power safely available on 2032, 2025 and 2016 sizes. Do you love witty sarcasm and talking fast? And are you longing to return to stars hollow for one more trip to Kim's antiques or just to pick up a few things at Dozie's market is an overnight stay at the dragonfly and on your list of plans for a getaway is a burger from Luke's diner on the menu for tonight. This is Scott Patterson. I was Luke Danes for 153 episodes and in four Netflix movies. I am all in an iHeartRadio podcast. Come hang with us. We're re-watching together. We're visiting with all our favorite cast and crew members. We talk fast. We've got a lot to say. Listen to I Am All In wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, let's start with one of Ben's questions. Have you spoken to Katie outside of the Bachelorette group chat? I was just going to say that was going to be my go to. Um, (laughs) So, yes, we have our Bachelorette group chat. And yes, you know, as a group, we've talked to each other, um, Mm -hmm. which I love, by the way. Um, Part of my struggle is kind of feeling trying to uh, deal with the fact that I feel like an old washed up bachelorette. <laughs> so <laughs> Nobody ever you know, thinks about you that way. Oh, you're, I mean, thank you. But um, so the bachelorette group checks, you know, kind of gives me life and I love 
I love being able to add the, you know, anybody new who comes along, which we do every time. Um, and it will be exciting to be able to add Michelle. Isn't it Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. Um, coming here up here soon. Um, I did, I DM'd her. We haven't talked after, um, outside of all of this and my DMs, but I DM'd her when everything went down on the last season of The Bachelor when she stood up for Sarah. And I just felt like, thank you for putting yourself out there and standing up for the person that you felt like was being treated unfairly. I just, I thought that was really awesome of her to do. And, and, and I like supporting you know, those kind of people. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the only connection that I've had to her thus far. What's your overall vibe of this season? Ben and I really like it. I do too. I do too. Um, I love that she's kind of like the girl next door. Um, the uh, real raw person who who ended up, I mean, share, the part where she shared about her sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like so many people can relate to her, mm-hmm. including me. And that's why I'm really loving her. She's, uh, she's been incredibly, uh, you're right. Like the girl next door in the best of ways too. Like she's, yeah, exactly. she's like relatable. You watch her and you're like, okay, if my best girlfriend who I know goes on the show, like, I believe she would handle stuff this way. Right. Um, She's and she's allowing us into the relationships. Like she's asking the right questions. Um, she's digging in a bit with these guys, which I think has allowed us to get to know the guys better. She, yeah. And I think that's also a sign that she's ready for a relationship. Like for years, you know, yeah. even on The Bachelor, we had like leads who were like, "Do you really ready for a relationship? Like, is this really totally. something that you're into? Because you're not <laughs> a asking couple anything. years in a row. Yeah, yeah. Like you're not asking any questions, and you're not digging in, and you're not even like entering into the hard stuff. You're just kind of like there and with you're her, just kissing everybody you're just kissing yeah. and like with katie it's like no you you we can tell that you're into this like this is yeah. this you're committed to this which which i've enjoyed there's Same. a there's a lot of substance you know there's a lot of emotion and we're only four weeks in i will say that this episode is probably my least favorite of the episodes but that's just because i felt like there was so much unnecessary unnecessary overblown drama with thomas but let's uh, let's get to that after because i want to go in chronological order even though there's not much besides the i like finished the episode and i'm like wait a second what happened right there was one group date and then thomas drama there wasn't a one-on-one there wasn't a second group date so So first group date real fun a continuation of like the theme that I think that they've been doing such a good job with this season. And that is group dates that tell us about the guy's personality. It's like silly, you know, whatever you want to call it, scavenger hunt or like truth or dare. And they're, they're just getting along really well. The guys are like paired off, but to see them eat, speak little dirty nothings to that big ear with the speaker attached. It's just fun. We're getting to know them. Yeah. Uh, Anything that stood out to you there, except, because the only thing that's standing out to me here is that like I'm I'm a little bizarred out as to why Andrew keeps speaking in the British accent. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
It's like, it sounds great. It sounds really good. But like, I'm like, wait a second. Is it real? Oh, no, it's not real. And he's used it twice already in the scene. Yeah. I literally did the same thing. I was like, wait, do I, who's that guy? Is there and another like, guy? Oh, yeah, I was like, is that Andrew or is that another guy? And I'm forgetting about him. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, I I thought it was, it's really fun. I I love the the depth of the conversations that have been in the past. And you know, especially the, in the scene with Nick, the group date with Nick. Um, Mm -hmm. I really loved the depth. I, I do like that this season. I, what stood out about this episode to me, even though I don't think they spent, well, they didn't spend a lot of time on it is Blake coming back. Yeah. And, and I really like him. I agree with you wholeheartedly about the Thomas drama. I just, it just drives me crazy when they focus on that kind of drama because I really do want to see the development of the relationships over every over anything. I know that they have to. We all know this from mm-hmm. being on the show. They have to input the drama and continue to ride that wave. But I just I just can't stand it in some instances. And this is one of them. This is one of them because it just see it's so forced. There yeah. was no other drama apparently going on so they just really clung on to this so it's so it gets brought up again at the group date a cocktail party um and that was the argument between trey and andrew and i honestly saw both sides of this i wanted to just be on andrew's side and andrew was like you guys like focus on your own relationship Mm-hmm. Let her figure everything out. And then Trey was like, are you kidding? I have to protect her from like bad people. Right. And when he said that, I was like, I was like, yes and no. I was like, I guess. But I mm-hmm. but I want to be fully on Andrew's side here. And then Trey was like, what if she found out that you knew and you didn't say anything? And uh-huh. I'm like, Andrew just seems like the kind of person who's like seen this show before and knows that titling doesn't always go over well or doesn't benefit your own relationship. True. Um, but then look at look at Trey got the rose for for talking about it. Yeah. Um, Katie seems to be a bachelorette that really does appreciate being told about what's going on in the house. But I think just, we talked about this a lot last week. These guys like really think it's survivor or something and they can vote. They they can vote the guy they don't like out every week. No kidding. Like where did that ever come from? And the whole like game mentality with Carl and you know, I'm just uh, okay. I'm in the game or whatever. I'm like, no, Yeah. like I get it that people, we have called it a game, uh, you know, over the years, but to me, it, it really isn't a game. I I want them to be able to like, you know, fight hard for love, but that really turned me off. Um, and I I have to say, Ashley, I totally agree with you. I was drawn between both of them mm-hmm. because I do I do think that telling I've all whenever I watch the show, I'm like just tell her. But in the same regard, I think Andrew has a great point that. If you tell her something's going to happen and time is going to be taken away from us. And it was like at the rose ceremony, he was like, this is exactly what I was worried about. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to miss out on time with her. And that's exactly what's happening because of all this drama with Thomas. You guys are right. Like there's very little amount of strategy involved in this show. Like you can't go into it going, this is my strategy to win one. That's 
manipulative. It's weird. It's awkward. Like, yes, you can have strategy in when you talk and what you say and don't say and how you present. Like, that's fine. You know, but ultimately, like, if you're going to win this thing based on how you've planned to win it, that's messed up from a lot of different yeah. reasons. I, I want to ask the question to the listeners in this moment. Uh, because we're going to share our opinions, but your opinion always matters to us and always gives us a different perspective. Like, were you angry at Thomas here? Did you find what he did to be incredibly wrong? Uh, or was this an overplayed dramatic event that was just the highlight of the episode and they needed, like, everybody wanted to make it something because all the contestants there were like, hey, everybody here gets along and these guys are great and we need to figure out which one can go. I have a... I, I I don't love that he was pushed aside because he had thoughts of being the bachelor. I think, you know, all three of us have done this show. If I, I would say when I went on the bachelorette, not only was I just excited for the opportunity, I was excited for what it was going to mean for my life. Like mm -hmm. that. I had a story to tell that I had maybe love inv was involved in that. Maybe it wasn't. And if it wasn't, then like maybe I just get to meet cool people and, you know, tell my friends and family I was on the show at one point in my life. Um, and, I, and I wonder, I just think also, though, to give a little criticism to Thomas, I think he was really bad at explaining himself. I think his biggest mistake here was that he continued to fall back into this sales pitchy, like, response to things. And it never came off genuine when all he had yeah. to say was, like, something authentic. It just never felt like he was really explaining himself. It felt like he was just missing the mark there which might be the reason why finally it just kind of blew up in his face. Yeah. I think you're totally dead on with that in that she would, they would ask him a question where, whether it was the guys or Katie, I mean, she at one point said, um, I need an answer. You know, didn't she say like, no, that's not what I asked mm -hmm. you. Um, like, give me clarification. I'm asking you, did you want to be the bachelor? And I get it in, in terms of like the mentality. Like, it seems like she's saying, if you aren't coming here for love and that's it, then you can leave. Um, what I think is, what what I think I would love to have kind of counseled her on is there are going to be people here, let's be realistic, that come here and think, yeah, I would love to fall in love. But if that doesn't happen and I have this platform that I can use for good or, you know, whatever, that can be a good thing. I don't personally like the people who go on the show just to be famous, you know, like I, you can smell that um, and I don't like it. But let's be honest, like there are people who come on the show and they're like, I'm going to have this platform and I want to be able to use it. And if it's for something good, great. Um, if they want to just, you know, become more famous, I, I just, I don't like it. And I think that Katie doesn't, she thought it's like a black and white thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If, if he's coming on the show thinking that he wants to be the next bachelor, then that's telling me that he is not here for love. But I think yeah. that there can be both, mm -hmm. you know, you can Thank come you. on the show and be realistic and think, you know, if it doesn't happen for us, then it would be fun to be the bachelor. I'm going to be honest. But, um, I think she was thinking very black and white about it. And I think the guys were too. Yeah. I think that was so perfectly put. You took the words out of my mouth. Uh, like I say all the time, broken record here. You should always, you shouldn't be signing up for the show unless like you're marriage oriented, relationship ready. 
and right. wanting to find fall in love. But that doesn't have to be the only reason you sign up for the show. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's so crazy to think that this guy last week in a moment in which he was supposed to be vulnerable and talk about his own red flags, he admitted that he was there. Mm. He signed up initially for like a platform. He was being super honest. Yeah. And then he's totally plummeted because of that honesty. And it's just like everyone who's been on the show before you, me, Ben, we're thinking like, these thoughts have crossed everyone's mind. So that's why it's super infuriating. Okay, fine. Maybe I'm a little bit too heated over it, but I think it's, <laughs> it's very frustrating to watch these guys gang up on Thomas for something that you just know has been in their head as well. Yeah. And it's, I almost wish that like, Caitlin and Tasha would have like made a joke about it because I could see Caitlin making a joke about it. I could too, yeah. Right? About like she's like, well, there was a certain point where I started to think, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and also like just going on the show to have fun because that's what I feel like a lot of people do. They think this is a cool experience. It's a once in a lifetime thing. And if I fall in love, bonus, you know? Um I don't know. I think there's something to be said for just looking at it realistically instead of, you know, coming after him. If that was his MO and that's the only reason he came on the show and he's not open to love, then that's one thing. But yeah, I think that he's open to it. He just, like you said, Ben, he had a horrible way of expressing that. I wonder if there's guys- more behind the scenes too. Like there, yeah. because a lot of the guys, when he would talk, were saying things like, "Oh, you know, of course, this is what Thomas would say," and "Oh, yeah, here, here, here he goes again." Like, I just wonder if they knew more than what we are seeing, and that's why they were all so up in arms about it. Because, right, I would have a hard time believing that if all of them were honest with themselves, that not one other person in that room would have stood up and been like, "Yeah, you know what? Like, I thought that too. Like, I was like feeling the same way." So, like, maybe we should be like, there had to be more. And if so, we just never saw it because he obviously got let go. It can In the midst of all of this, I need to bring out um, somebody that is now going to take the trophy as the best of something of all time on this show. And I'm going to give I'm going to okay. give it out. And everybody's going to agree with me because they have to. And I hold the mic. We have a man. I don't know his name. We have a guy this season who makes the best facial expressions of all time on the franchise. I don't know his no. name. A hundred percent he does. The guy with the, the guy that opens up his eyes, who rolls his eyes. Oh, Justin. Yeah, okay. He's good. Justin. Yeah, that's good. Justin. His sure. facial expressions. It, just watch. And I'm sure oh, yeah. memes are gonna be put out. Like that guy, he my dad does this thing where like when he like wants to be funny, he opens his eyes real big and it's just like <laughs> it doesn't fit. It's just like a little awkward, and you're kinda like, Why are your eyes so like why are your eyes open so big? Justin does the same thing, like the exact that's- same thing and uh and i'm gonna give him the reward award i know we've had some good ones but i'm gonna give it to him okay i have one more thing to say about thomas before we move on okay actually i have a couple more things one all the guys kept saying he was like manipulative and i'm like was he manipulative or he's is he a sweet talking guy who's like a little too suave for his own good and Mm. he like he he speaks like a lot of bullshit you know, it's like, it's like a lot of bleh, flowery like talk, right? Yeah, mm. politician, right? Mm. Who also said he wanted to be the bachelor. 
Because I didn't see anything where he was like trying to manipulate the other men. They were like, he manipulated me. I'm like, what? Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a it's a fine line because you sit down with a guy and he's like honest with you and you feel like you have a good connection with him and you feel like you can be vulnerable around him and all this stuff. And then may I mean like I said, maybe there's more than we're not seeing here because he obviously burnt some bridges and like yeah. he had a whole group of good dudes like angry at him. Like not one dude yeah. in that house stood up for him. Not one. No. Other no. than other you know, other than kind of saying, Hey, like, why are you telling Katie this is just gonna take time away from me? It wasn't really standing up for for him at all. So there had yeah. to be more to it. That's my assumption at this point um, that we just didn't see. Yeah, okay. I, I, you you can always assume that. Yeah, because you know that yeah. like ninety percent of the show or whatever it is ends up on the cutting room floor. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there's more to it. And then going off that, the way that Katie dumps him at the end during the rose ceremony, thinking that he's getting the final rose, and then she's just like you're disgusting leave and i'm like oh my god i feel bad for this guy i can't believe this is happening i did too that was a big moment that was that was a big moment can i ask you a question though she had that final rose she never gave it out she didn't give it to anyone i wanted it to go to christian i think christian's so cute i don't know where he's been i don't know why she didn't like him she well, never I ended up giving okay, out, right? I'm not going to give it to Thomas, but what the hell? Give it to somebody. I yeah. think she figuratively gives it to Blake, which is why she goes to his room afterward. You're right. uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ashley, you're Good. so good at this show. Wow. Stop. You're so good at this. That Stop. makes sense. Well, the funny, not, not the funny part. I don't know if this is sad or funny. The show ends after the final rose and the guys get released. There was two dudes there I had never seen before. Is that just me? Yeah. I thought I've watched every episode, but the one guy says goodbye to her. I was like, I have not seen your face one time in four episodes. That happens to me all the time. Yeah. And then I have to say, as you get older, it will happen to you more and more. Oh, that, that just means I'm aging. Good. Well, that's cool. <laughs> okay. I guess let's talk about Blake now before we let Trista go after she's been on with us for so long and we are so grateful for you. <laughs> how do we feel Blake's getting like how far is he going is this connection real I think that possibly because I think if you had asked me a couple weeks ago I would have thought that Thomas was going to get far and now I'm like having to fill in a blank where Thomas stood and mm-hmm. could be Blake I think he gets far actually um you know of course in all the previews I'm always kind of um investigative in terms of the previews when the they previews come out. The previews are the best part. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, it's such the best part. So, you know, we haven't been able to see him because, of course, they're not going to put him in previews right. because they didn't want to give up the secret beforehand. But I would think he goes far. I mean, they seem like they have a lot of things in common just off, off the bat um, in terms of humor and I think uh, humility. And I really like them together. I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at choosing, though, so I'm probably wrong. I feel him. I feel him. I think he yeah. goes far. I will say this. Uh the worst thing these dudes can do is be super against him coming into the house now, because yeah. I was on a season with Caitlin where Nick came back and yeah. like half the guys kind of put their foot down. We're like, we're going to be against this for yeah. no really good reason. Like that didn't really affect them that much. Right. Like they still were able to date Caitlin. They were still able to go like on one-on-ones. They were still able to get to know her, but instead they cha- cha- changed their focus to being like anti Nick, which totally destroyed yeah 
there. A lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. So like yeah. at this point, is it ideal that another guy's joining? No. Can you be a little upset about it and be like, that's that kind of bums me out because that kind of sends the message that she's not sold yet on you maybe a little bit like i can see where you take a little personal offense to that but then just like be okay with it because it's not worth your time and it's going to end out how you want it to end out anyways um but blake's coming on i think he's around a while and i think the guys from what we see get really upset and i bet they ruin themselves in the process they need somebody new because we had Cody, then we had Carl, then we had Thomas, and now they're looking for the next guy to vote off what do they call it in, in, uh, in Survivor? Survivor? Yeah. What do they call oh. it? The island? Yeah. Trying to they vote, vote off, off the, the island. island. Yeah. You don't uh-huh. get you don't get the little peace pipe or whatever that thing is. Um, I have one more thing to say. I know, I know, I'm so horrible. <laughs> one more thing. You guys, how cute is Michael? Great. Oh, I love him. Oh, uh, what a masterpiece he is. He's man. like, he got so emotional talking to her. He's such a cutie pants. Now he should be the next bachelor. Oh, I think oh, he is. Uh, if he's not with her, I think it's a shoe in. I think. Yeah. And I think it's like a massive home run for the show if they make him the bachelor. Yeah, right. He's the bachelor we need. Uh, oh, I love him. He has to bring his kid on the show. Although like logistically, I'm like, I don't see that happening with a child, but um, yeah, he is. I love him. We've yeah. never had a widowed or widower be the we lead. Haven't. You're right. Wait, You're right. We I thought we did. What? No, Jason Mesnick had brought I um, mean, on it, but he wasn't a widower. I guess Emily. Emily? Yeah, oh. they weren't married, but yes, very right. simple. Okay, you for know. the girls, but we haven't had a widow. Yeah. We got to get a guy. Yeah, we got to get a guy in there. I think he's great. I think I'm a huge Michael fan. If he becomes the Bachelor, uh, Michael, if you listen to this podcast or if it gets passed on to you, there's only one request I have. Selfishly, I want to talk to you. I want to meet you. <laughs> I, w- I want you to give me all of your life wisdom. Uh, speaking uh-huh. of life wisdom, again, Trista Sutter is <clears throat> the very first Bachelorette. Uh, the the goat, the OG, uh, the OG in the best of ways. Uh, we have a podcast coming out next week that everybody listening here should go over and tune into. It was just uh, something incredible for me to be able to talk to Trista for so long about something so personal. Uh, Trista Sutter, thank you for coming on the Almost Famous podcast. Thank you for being ridiculous with us and breaking down this week's episode. You are incredible. Thank you. I, you are. I love it with you guys anytime. I've loved my time with you always, always. So thank you so much for having me. So fun. Thank you. This week, we're very thankful for Trista Sutter for joining us for the, the breakdown of the episode. But now it's time for one of your favorites. Uh, it's Bachelor Headlines, and we're going to run through these quickly. There's a lot of them. Uh, Ashley is prepared and ready to go with them. The first one is Bachelorette Katie Thurston likes shady meme about frontrunner Greg Grippo. This according to us. Uh, now, Ashley, this is a big, big article because it's... This is my favorite hot topic this week. Yeah, so like it's hinting at a bunch of things. What do we know? What do you think? Like We have to make some assumptions here. Okay, so we know that Greg, well, in, in, the, in the headline, it states he's a frontrunner. I would say he's the number one frontrunner By right far. now. By far, yeah. Right? Well, Becca Martinez... She shared a she shared a meme of Greg from I guess it was last week. And it says when the guy next to you is getting interrogated about wanting to be the bachelor, a.k.a. Thomas, and you've got to pretend to be disgusted 
while hiding your acting career aspirations. And that's in reference to Greg having acting career aspirations. Now, what's juicy about this is that Katie liked this, liked the meme on Instagram, on ins- I think on Instagram, whatever, social media. And then she unliked it. Ooh. Oh, like she was like, oh, can't be too obvious. Can't have fans see this unlike. So to me, that means that Greg doesn't win. This is a big deal. And it's a big deal. You don't like a meme of somebody you care about, especially a one like this. So what it's hinting at, we don't know. I'm assuming we'll find out as the season progresses. And, uh, Oh, a little frustrating because I thought, you know what, like Greg seemed seemed perfect in a lot of ways, right? He they seemed, seemed yeah. they seemed like that bachelor it couple. Like yeah. I was like, oh, Greg and Katie, they're gonna be they're a good one. Greg and Katie. Well we'll see if it happens. Uh speaking of past bachelors though, this is I thought this was hilarious. I'm gonna share this headline just because I watched it and and I hope Claire doesn't take offense to it because I I don't think it was meant in this. It was just kind of funny. Uh, Juan Pablo uh, and daughter Camilla uh, reenact his bachelor breakup <laughs> with Claire Crawley. Uh, Did you watch this? Yeah, it's like it's it's I thought it was cute. Yeah, I mean, that's totally that's nothing. You know, that's I hope she's not annoyed by that either. It's funny. It's like father daughter playtime. Yeah, super cute. Anyways, go out and check it out. It's pretty funny. Well, uh, big headline this week is. Uh, according to OK, which, you know, give or take a little bit, uh, <laughs> newly out bachelor Colton Underwood spotted cozying up to, I don't, is this Posse? Po- star? Pose? Pose star Johnny uh, Sibley on vacation in Mexico. So Colton, I mean, I guess from this article, it seems like he's moving on and out there dating. That's what they're trying to make it seem like, but I'm not really sure that there's anything here. Okay. I mean, this is truly an Instagram post, guys. Oh. Um, from I think Johnny. Wait, did Johnny even post one? Yeah. Okay. So Johnny posted a picture. Did Colton post a picture? I'm sure they did. Um, they're on vacation in Mexico, so yeah. I'm sure but they're- like, they're in a big group. Oh no. Like, uh, yeah. But like. It's a big group and he's like next to another reality star. So they're trying to make something out of it. We have nothing beyond that. They like they said they're close in the photo. They're like not kissing. They don't like have any romantic body language. Uh, but apparently they also were snapping uh, pics of them sipping margaritas and enjoying some chicken nuggets. Uh. So if you want to call that romance... I mean, I do find chicken nuggets to be some a, a way to my heart, you yeah, know, but <laughs> Johnny, you guys is from, yeah, Pose and he has a close to 200,000 Instagram followers. Well, hey, there you go. He's out there. They're out there. They're in Mexico, obviously having a good time. Well, final headline. Uh, oh, he's in Hacks. Okay. Okay. So he's an actor. He's in that new show Hacks on HBO Max. It's actually really cute. I like that show. And he he plays. Um, I think he's the water guy. You'd have to watch the show, but he's it's cute. Well, final headline. I I bet it's cute. I bet it's awesome. <laughs> Go watch it. 
Uh, who knows what's happening in Mexico? We can't really make assumptions, but it's nice to see him having a good time. Well, final headline this week is Sean Lowe is boycotting the franchise over Chris Harrison's exit. Wife Catherine reveals this according to us. She just says that um, I'm watching the show. My husband is kind of boycotting it because of the Chris Harrison stuff, but I'm watching it to support the girls. It's been interesting. It's been an interesting season. It's just the beginning. I'm excited for Katie. Uh, not much there. It's not like Sean's commenting on it, but... He's stepping away. I can, you know, I can see him being doing, yeah, I can, I can see, I can see him making this decision. Yeah. Well, he's stepping away for a bit. Well, that's all the headlines we got this week. Quiet week in Bachelor Nation, which is always uh, something we should celebrate because it means that uh, all of us hooligans aren't doing anything too crazy. Well, uh, before we say goodbye to you this week, we do have a really special guest. One of our interns, Lauren, is on the line right now to tell us about her connection with one of the current cast members on this season of The Bachelorette. Lauren, you with us? Hi, yes, I am. Hello, Lauren. So we heard that Andrew, who I would say is a frontrunner, one of my favorites, was an instructor of yours. You see, what did he teach you? Andrew M. was my water polo coach when I was 12. Well, wait, how old are you now? Uh, now I'm 19, almost 20. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So, wait, what is water polo? What is water, water polo? polo? Uh, Ashley. <laughs> it's only really a big thing in California. So, um, but it's a water sport with the ball where you just like swim and you score goals into a net. Okay. So what do you know about Andrew? Um, so Andrew, actually, we didn't know who our coach was going to be when we were 12. Uh, and then when we found out that it was him, we were all super excited because we thought that he was so cute and mm -hmm. he was so nice. One of the things that I remember about him is after our first practice, he knew every single girl on my team's name. So he was like very caring, very sweet. Um, we had the junior Olympics also in, we call it JOs. And after JOs, he had all of the players and our parents over to his house. Oh. And he, um, yeah, he said nice things about all of us. Uh, he was just such a great guy. Really love him. So definitely rooting for him on The Bachelorette. Do you feel like he is husband material? I do. Oh. He was always so good to um, all the kids on the team. He, We even, like, since we were so young, after every game we came up with cheers and chants and dances and he would get in the middle of them cheer with us dance with us he was so funny loved him so sweet yeah he's such a sweet guy so we're shipping andrew and katie or we're shipping andrew with somebody at some point in this franchise Definitely. we're on his team okay i like that it doesn't change doesn't change my perspective of the guy i kind of liked him already but now yeah now I'm all in. Well, hey, Lauren, thank you for joining us uh, on your first appearance on the Almost Famous podcast. I know this is such a nerve-wracking experience to come on here and have to talk to Ashley. I have to do it every day. I get it. But uh, we're thankful for you. Uh, well, with all of that, we want to thank you once again to Trista Sutter. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us. Uh, and uh, as always, thank you, Ashley, for jumping on board. And as board. always, thank you, Ben. Oh, that's sweet. Hey, uh, we'll be back next week to break down another episode of Katie's season of The Bachelorette. We'll be back right here, same time, same place. But before we do, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Bye, guys. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Child-proofing people's homes is hard, but Duracell is making it just a bit simpler. Not only are they committed to educating parents, caregivers, and medical professionals about the importance of battery safety, they also make the only lithium coin batteries with a non-toxic bitter coating to help discourage children from swallowing them. Duracell even features child-secure packaging designed to avoid accidental opening. Learn more at Duracell.com slash PowerSafely, available on 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Ashley, is it true that some contestants have cashed in their 401k to afford a new wardrobe for The Bachelor? I mean, you do need a lot of ball gowns when you think about it, Ben. Where did you hear this? On Smart Money Happy Hour. It's a podcast where two money experts, Rachel Cruz and George Camel, talk totally unfiltered about life, pop culture, and how to afford it all with 90s nostalgia and reality TV fandom mixed in, of course. Ooh, you do not have to say more to get me into this. To check it out, you can search Smart Money Happy Hour and listen wherever you get your podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 